Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. It's your host, Emmy, and today's episode is all about 2022, which I've dubbed my butterfly year. I've been meaning to make this episode for a few weeks now, so it's now mid-January, and I'm ready to finally make this episode about why I have decided to call 2022 my butterfly year, and I really want to dive into the metaphor of the butterfly because I think it's a really beautiful thing and a really positive way to view your life and how you transform and grow as a person throughout every experience that you experience. (laughs) Every time I say the word experience more than once, I think of that Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner meme. Anyway, let's continue. So obviously you're always transforming. Like there's not one year where you don't go through some type of transformation and you're not going through growth and growing as a person through your new experiences. But I want to talk about why 2022 was a really significant transformative year for me and what I did differently or just the things that I did to grow more than I have in previous years and feel this shift, this transformation in my own, you know, my own mindset. And it was really necessary and important for me to do. So I'll explain why that was and why it's so much better now. But first of all, I wanted to start with why I think the metaphor of the butterfly is so beautiful and it's incredible, to be honest. Um, So... If you saw on my Instagram, okay, this is such an irrelevant side story, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. If you guys follow me on Instagram, which I'm assuming most people that listen to this podcast do because that's where you might have come across it. I posted on my story a few weeks ago with butterfly tattoos that I wanted to get. And I've always wanted a butterfly tattoo, but I know they're quite, you know, a bit basic, a bit common these days. But you know what? I also don't care. So this tattoo artist that I've been following for ages he's called microman and i love his fine line work he posted like late on a tuesday saying had a cancellation for tomorrow like does anyone want to take it and i was leaving work and i opened my instagram i see it and i'm like yep send it so i said yes i'll do it yolo like let's just do it and because it was december last year in 2022 i thought okay i have to get my butterflies now because it's my butterfly year I am so proud of how far I've come as a person this year and the growth that I've made and how transformative this year has been for me. So I better get my butterflies now while it's 2022. And I literally put up pictures of different fine line butterflies that I had saved to get some inspiration, not inspiration, um, opinions from people on Instagram, like which they liked. Not that I, you know, was trying to do what people like, but I just couldn't pick. I just needed help narrowing down. And then the next day I go and get my tattoo and I end up getting this fine line eucalyptus gum tree leaf native little fine line work done on my forearm instead because as I was driving to get the tattoo I thought hmm maybe I should get a tattoo that I've been set on for years rather than one that I kind of like decided like really late last minute and it doesn't matter that it's 2022 like I don't have to get the butterfly this year. 2022 can still be a butterfly year to me. It can still be really significant for me in my own growth and transformation without having to get a butterfly tattoo before it ticks over to 2023. Because like, what the heck? The idea of like years is also just, you know, our society's concept of time that we've created. And this is going on a massive tangent. So let's get back to what I actually want to talk about. I just thought I'd add that because I want to talk about the reason I wanted a butterfly tattoo and the meaning behind it to me. So first of all, why I think butterflies are just a beautiful metaphor and incredible. I want to start by talking about something really cool that I learned in one of my last biochemistry lectures at the end of last year. So in that biochemistry lecture, 
one of the slides, the lecturer showed a caterpillar and a butterfly. This was all about like genetics and transcription translation. If you know, you know. But basically, a butterfly and a caterpillar have the exact same genome. So the, your genome's like your DNA, like your genetic makeup. It is the same between a caterpillar and a butterfly. The point of difference, or the only thing that is different, is their proteome, which is the part of the genome that is expressed and becomes their phenotype or their physical appearance or attributes. So the proteome are the proteins made by an organism. So your the proteins that are made in your body to become you know a hand or to become a foot they use the information from your genome and then express those to become that protein so obviously in the caterpillar and the butterfly even though they have the same genome not all of that genome is expressed and being made into proteins um, or you know is they have different proteomes um, at different times it's kind of like imagine you have two sets of materials from like Ikea but you build them into two completely different pieces of furniture but they are the exact same building blocks if that makes sense that was such a bad example but I'm just looking at my desk from Ikea in the corner so that's the first thing that came to my mind so in this lecture he explained well this was just because we were doing proteomics and genomics study but I just it really like I don't know, I just thought it was so incredible and it made me just think like, I mean, there's so many things that if you really stop and think about it in the world, it's just insane. Like how did the universe, how did we end up with this? So the fact that a caterpillar and a butterfly are the exact same, but they just, in terms of their genetics, but obviously they are completely different because the caterpillar transforms into the butterfly. I just thought that was insane. So to keep going on about the butterfly and why I think it's incredible, when a caterpillar goes into the cocoon to then become a butterfly i read that it is such an intense struggle to break out of that cocoon like it feels like a near-death experience but it has to go through that struggle to become the butterfly and that is why i think the butterfly metaphor is just incredible and i think it's a really good it's a really good way to think about your life and how you respond to things that happen in your life because you can choose in every situation to let that be something that transforms you or makes you grow or become a better person or get something out of it and it's just how you perceive and take on those situations and stay tuned for my podcast episode that is coming out next with Kiara because we're doing an episode together which we're actually filming right after this recording right after this all about perspective Um, but in this case with the struggle of the caterpillar to become a butterfly the idea that you can become something beautiful and not necessarily physically beautiful, but you can become a stronger, a more grateful, a wiser. You can just grow so much as a person through every experience you go through. So I think it's really important to look at yourself as a caterpillar and a butterfly. Every time you're put through a trial or hardships, instead of instead of feeling cheated or why is this happening to me or just feeling like it's not fair, always see struggle as, I guess, an opportunity or just trying to always turn it around so it's going to be something that serves you and does something for you so you get something out of it. It's such an important way to go about life because we're always going to be faced with with things that cause us to feel cheated or things that are, are a struggle in life. And for me, focusing on the fact that instead of feeling you know, guilty that this happened or regret that I did this, you can look at things like, well, just like a caterpillar has to struggle to become a butterfly, I have to go through the struggle to become 
a better person or to get something out of it. It's like, I really like the quote, everything happens for a reason. And obviously, well, I I shouldn't say obviously, but let's be real. Not everything happens for a reason. However, you can choose to believe that everything happens for a reason. By that, I mean, okay, let's say, let's say, okay, I was about to use the example of like an injury, but then I was like, do you know what? That's all of my examples. Let's do like a completely different type of example. Okay, let's say you are so set on getting into a specific um, course or degree because you want to study or pursue a certain career and say you just don't get into it and you don't get the marks and like you don't know what to do. You feel so angry and upset and stressed because that's what you wanted to do. By focusing on, you know, everything happens for a reason, you can understand or process that the reason that this happened is because you're going to end up in somewhere else and that somewhere else might be 10 times better where this path could have led you. And it's like, I'm sorry to go back to the injury example, but whenever you're injured, it's such a hard time. And especially when you're missing out on important events or competitions, if you're an athlete. And something I try to remind myself is, this injury happened for a reason and you know I'm going to choose to believe that because it might not have happened for a reason it might just happen because it sucks right but instead of feeling bad and thinking this really sucks and I feel shit about it I am going to choose to believe that this happened because I need to become a more mentally strong athlete and this is going to teach me gratitude and to be really grateful to be out there on the start line and to give it my all when I get the chance to be healthy. It's also going to teach me something about myself, both mentally, but also physically. You know, it might teach me about my body. It might teach me my limits. It might teach me what I need to work on, my strengths, my weaknesses. It might teach me all of these things. So it's important to choose to believe that things happen for a reason. So back to what I'm trying to get to here is with struggle and with every experience that you go through, you can choose to let that become transformative in a really, really positive way. And for me, 2022 was the year that I finally did a lot of things to transform in many ways that helped me become the person I want to be and align with my values more. So I want to now talk about what I did and why it was necessary to do that and how I've changed in a better way. So something that I've struggled with is not being able to truly always live by my values. So don't get me wrong, I definitely, you know, lead a life that I value and I do a lot of things that I value like, you know, hard work and, you know, all the things I do I love. Like I love that I am an athlete and I train hard and I push myself and I love that I'm a kind and compassionate person and that I work hard but there's a lot of values that I don't implement that I preach but I really struggled to practice and really working on those throughout the year 2022 has helped me so much with my own um, mindset I guess and like where I am emotionally and spiritually and mentally and the relationship I have with myself. So those values that I talk about are things like balance and being kind to yourself and being present. So being present is one of the biggest things that I really have had to develop and work on. So I've always really struggled the last few years with being stuck in this like grind, grind, grind mentality. And yes, I value hard work, but I also value balance and enjoying life, being present appreciating all the little moments and the little things and something I've really struggled with is being present and a lot of that has to do with some of the mental illness um, and just the mental health struggles that I've experienced myself over the last few years and being stuck in this like grind mindset so I would feel stressed if I wasn't you know working or studying or training or doing something quote-unquote productive 
and understanding and realizing that I value having breaks and I think it's just as productive to socialize and see friends and be present and enjoy life because at the end of the day all these things that we're working towards is so you can live a happy life and have friends and have family and be loved and love others so what's the point of always grinding if you don't do those things already because you're not doing those so eventually you can enjoy your life you have to enjoy life in the present so I really struggled a lot with like always for example like if I have an exam that I'm stressed about thinking I just have to grind 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 and get through this exam get amazing marks and then after that I can be happy or then after that I can relax and I've been saying that for years and I've realized like life isn't waiting for me life doesn't stop for you to get through a degree or to get through an exam or to get through something you're stressed about life isn't waiting for you and I don't want to let it pass me by so deciding to actively be more present has been such a big thing for me and also having breaks and being okay with not having to grind all the time another thing that I struggled with with being more present is I mean this relates to mental health struggles but when I was really struggling with my eating disorder I could not enjoy going out I couldn't enjoy being out with a friend because I was too consumed with or too preoccupied with the stress of eating out or the stress of not eating or the stress of how hungry I was or just always thinking about food and I guess just stress in general is something I've always struggled with because I've always been a very highly strung person so I'd often go out with a friend and be feeling so guilty that I wasn't um, studying and I'd be stressed about that and I've just gotten so much better at learning to be present and enjoy life and understand that this exam is not the be all and end all and honestly I think the HSC really um, I guess triggered or started this really intense mindset and I was struggled to ease back from it or break break out of it after the HSE I always stuck at this like extremely like stressed and always like this stress mindset where I always felt like I had to be working so hard um, and yeah so that's another thing that I've really developed and worked on in the last year and I'm kind of listing the things that were issues for me at the start of 2022 but I want to explain them so then I can explain what I did to to change them and to improve my relationship with myself um, across the year so that by the end of the year I just felt like I was in a totally different place and it's one of the best places I've actually been in ever and I think obviously as you get older you're always trying to be in a better place than you were when you're younger because you're wiser and you can have more grace with yourself you know you can you learn to love yourself as as like cringy as that sound but as that sounds you have to learn to truly love yourself and uh, I don't know how to say that without it sounding like love yourself um but at the end of the day like you spend 100% of your time and your life with yourself so you have to have a good relationship with yourself um a few other things that I started the year really wanting to heal and these are things that I had been working on for quite some time but I really just made the leap I guess this year and did the things to change them Um, and that was my own physical and mental health around body image and food which has been a big journey for me and honestly it affects every person at some point in their life Um, maybe there's like a very small percent of people who don't ever go through it 
but it's such an innate human trait and experience to feel a certain way about their appearance and their body especially in our social climate and you know how we've grown up in society and also you know around food because of obviously again the societal pressures and experience that we have had growing up in the culture we have in the western world at least so I did at the start of this year I wasn't in the best relationship with feeling myself properly and I've obviously documented this a lot on all my social media platforms about how I've grown so much through that but the change that I have experienced throughout 2022 I it it is honestly for lack of a better word it has been like profound and there's other things that I've done this year that have helped me just grow a lot more than in the past and some of those include like moving out and taking I guess bigger steps to what I'm going to do career-wise because I have decided that I am going into a master's which I start in literally what's the date today it's the 15th I start in 15 days um and I'm going to be moving across the country to do that and Australia is a freaking huge country so it's like a big thing but anyway I'm rambling um a few of the other things I started this year um I guess struggling with were so being present I said and balance and taking breaks and then my relationship with body and food and myself and also just like being hard on myself like being too hard on myself and too strict and expecting too much and not celebrating small things and not being proud of myself for small things and I guess like comparing myself to past things that have happened and not being able to be as kind and gentle with myself as I would be with someone else so those are the main things that were I guess I don't want to say issues, but things that I feel like I've really worked on throughout this year and have helped me have my most significantly transformative year. So I'm going to explain like kind of what I did and how I feel like I'm in one of the best places or maybe the best place that I have been in with myself. Okay, so in January 2022, a year ago, that is when I really committed to getting starting with working with a treatment team for my eating disorder and really working on my physical health as well as the mental side of it um I actually don't work with that treatment team anymore because I am quite recovered um and feel very healthy and I do see my dietitian every now and then um but at the start of 2022 I finally had enough of feeling so lethargic and feeling so weak and being yeah, like trying to train and not getting enough out of it because I was just, I couldn't improve. And basically I finally had to accept that I couldn't keep trying to train without fully committing to recovering and healing and getting healthy physically. So gaining weight and getting a period again, which I haven't got yet, but she's on her way. This is something that takes time to heal a physical trauma like that the body is doing a lot of healing I finally accepted that I couldn't just get better by half getting better I had to fully get healthy and I couldn't always stay at this like really really slim lean body type that body shape body size that didn't support me you know it didn't support me I didn't support my body and I was still malnourished I still was restrictive in the sense that I wasn't getting enough energy requirements for how much I was expending I finally 
had enough of trying to train and putting my putting so much work in at training and not getting anything out of it and I finally accepted that to get to a healthy size physically I had to start with a treatment team because mentally I couldn't do it because the relationship I had with myself just wasn't it like I was so hard on myself and had such negative self-talk and I honestly was still just in a really bad relationship with how I felt about my body and yeah and even though I'd improved so much from when I had anorexia in 2018 I I had actually done quite a lot of healing like it had taken a long time to get to a point where I was able to feel myself better and prioritize that but I still just hadn't got to the point where I valued my health more than I guess the hatred that I would feel for myself if I didn't like the way I looked or if I felt bad about myself and I do like I do hate to admit that like I do feel like a bit I don't know the word to use I was literally about to say yuck (laughs) a bit yuck with myself I do feel I guess like I don't want to say embarrassed but maybe disappointed with myself but I also am I don't because I don't want to again I'm so much I can be more gentle on myself like I don't blame myself for feeling like that there's a lot of things that go into that and there's a lot of factors of you know my own personality and personality type and how hard I've been on myself and the expectations I put myself to but also again like the experiences I've gone through in the society that I have grown up in as we all have so I don't blame myself for feeling like that but it isn't something that I'm proud of and it is something that I'm very glad that I've gotten so much healthier with and like a in a better place with So taking the leap to start with an eating disorder psychologist and my treatment team and having those really uncomfortable conversations with that eating disorder psychologist about body image and about things that I, that made me uncomfortable and that made me really hate to admit or hate to talk about because I don't want to change. Deciding to actively do something about it and change was so significant and I think I did talk in one of my episodes it might have been the one where I did talk about starting with a treatment team but the most significant session that I ever had with that psychologist was one where I realized that literally he wasn't going to help me and that I was the only one to help me and I couldn't have had that like realization without having that you know support so Having that support obviously was important for me to realize that no one's going to come and hold my hand and do it for me. I have to do it myself. They can, you know, try to convince me as much as they can. But at the end of the day, if I don't do these steps, if I don't go and eat the meal plan that my dietitian told me, if I don't try and push myself to eat more, even though I'm uncomfortable with knowing how much more I'm eating, then like nothing's going to get better and nothing's going to change. So... I I think the biggest thing and this is such like it's such a hard piece of advice because it doesn't like okay I'm just going to say it and then explain why it's hard to give this piece of advice the best thing that I did was um not the best thing but one of the biggest things you can do to overcome something you're struggling to do is by doing it And I know you're like, oh, great. Like, who would have thought? Like, I'm scared to eat a burger, so I'm just going to eat a burger. Like, logic. (laughs) There are ways you can do it. And I don't just mean, like, 
if in terms of like an eating disorder, like anything that you need to do or are afraid to do or are struggling to do and you just have to do it. There are little like, you know, things that helped me just do it. Some of those were weaning myself into it. So like if I was afraid to hit the certain meal target that my dietitian gave me straight away, she said like start with small increments. Like eventually you want to try and be able to eat more or fear foods. Like if I was afraid to eat a certain food, I'd have a little bit of it. And then eventually I was able to have more than a serve of it and be and realize like, oh, nothing is going to change by having this food that I was afraid of. I know I'm using fear foods as an example, but that obviously was quite relevant to me. So by doing the things that I was worried about, I started to a become less afraid of, I mean, not less afraid of it, but not afraid of it because I was able to do it and realize like nothing is going to happen. And also it becomes so much more normal and not such a big deal. Another thing that's important with doing the things that you're afraid of is your going to have this voice in your head the one that is your disorder if it is like a you know similar eating disorder or mental health struggle or it might just be that voice where you're hard on yourself like this could also tie into like having a break from studying so it goes by the same thing like if I started another thing I did was try to not try to I started to force myself to have breaks and do fun things and do things that I wanted to be present for and wanted to enjoy and I knew I wouldn't at first but I started to do them knowing that it would be hard and I would have to teach myself to enjoy them. So like, for example, I'm going to give you two examples. One was like having fear foods. Um, When I started doing that, it was so terrifying. Like not, not, I don't want to say terrifying. It was more like, like I wasn't afraid in the sense that I was scared. It was more that I was stressed and anxious because it would cause me so much guilt and self-hatred. So with the fear food stuff, by doing it when I first started, I would have, I would be thinking of it and quite preoccupied by that food or the stress of it, you know, that day maybe. And I'd be thinking about it for a while and I'd feel a bit disgusting myself and I'd feel guilty. But those, that voice in my head that was voicing those opinions, I would really actively consciously tell myself, like, not tell myself, I would literally use my, my healthy self my true course values and my myself that I believe is myself, you know how you can have different voices in your head. And I don't mean like, you know, there's voices in my head and hearing things. I mean, your own thoughts, <laughs> but um, I would actively think against those thoughts. So if I had those thoughts, I would think, what the hell? Like that's such an unhealthy and toxic thought, like stuff that I genuinely know that this food is healthy and I know that this food is fuel. And I would use my healthy self to say like literally get fucked to that unhealthy voice or those negative um, toxic and disordered thoughts and I would also do that when I did things like having a break from studying or if I said like I'm literally going to take a break right now and go to the beach and I'm forcing myself to do it even though I literally feel more comfortable by staying and studying because I feel guilty to have a break but I want to teach myself to be more present and I want to enjoy life and be appreciating this beautiful life I'm given um and at first when I did that and I would feel like so guilty and like self-hatred or like whatever toxic emotion thoughts and feelings I had I would again have to actively like work against that voice and say like no like 
I genuinely like value myself and I deserve to have a break and to appreciate my life and to not be working myself into the ground all the time. I deserve that. And all of these uncomfortable situations or things that I did to better myself where I forced myself to do things and I started feeling uncomfortable by doing them, the more I did them and the more I worked against that voice, the less I had to work against that voice because the less that voice was there. Like it became normal to do things that were I had to force myself to do before and it became normal to not have toxic thoughts in my head and to be able to listen to my hunger cues for example or like go and eat a second bowl of wheat bix after dinner without it being so stressful because I genuinely like listen to my body I have a good relationship with myself and those toxic thoughts in my head aren't so loud like my healthy self is so much stronger than that voice it's not like a battle to do things that are healthy or necessary in life and now I value like for example I value having a break as much as I value the importance of working hard and studying for an exam hard. Like the change that I've experienced throughout the year is like, it was hard. Like it sucked having to go through like times where I'd force myself to do things and feel shit about it, but I had to do it and I had to do it to understand and realize that it's fine. Like nothing's going to change, nothing's going to happen, but also so I could really strengthen that healthy self and that voice that I had, that that I have, my thoughts that respect myself and are gentle with myself and understand the importance of all of these things, like having a break and being able to eat every food and being able to be balanced and have moderation. So I feel like I started the year in this place where I was, you know, like I had really bad body image. Like I was so stuck still in body checking and like being extremely lean and not eating enough and not being able to have breaks and not being able to go to parties with my friends and enjoy it to end of the year where I literally value my body so much that like I understand that some days I'm going to have really good body image where I feel great about how I look and I understand that some days I won't feel that great about how I look but that's okay because those days are going to pass and at the end of the day that's not the most important thing like I don't know, like, for example, I saw, I mean, I do know, I just don't know how to say it without 5,000 thoughts colliding in my head at once. Um, I just value my physical health so much and how I'm an athlete and competing and healthy and I'm actually racing on the start line. Like, a week ago, me and Ella drove to Canberra to race and I got so close to the national qualifier. I was so gutted because I knew I could have got it, but I stuffed up one of my hurdles But I also at the same time was so happy and proud of myself for how far I'd come in a year. Like the year before that, I mean, a year ago now, I was so frail still. And I was like eight kilos lighter and I could not go out and like be that close to an open national qualifier and be healthy and strong in racing. And I was so nervous before racing and I was standing on the start line and I literally said to myself, like to help calm me down and just to put into perspective the you know stress I was feeling and the anxiety of racing I I was saying to myself I'm literally healthy and strong and racing and I'm with one of my best friends and biggest supporters you know at the track about to run a 400 meter hurdles like this is what it's about this is what I've been working for and how far I've come like I need to stop and take it in sometimes instead of always be looking at the next thing um so 
yeah and then at the end of the year I also you know like (laughs) the difference with like enjoying all the little things like being at training and being so present in the moment like back years ago at training when I was struggling with anorexia I would just be so hungry and so weak and I just would be thinking about getting it over with whereas now I'm like just present I'm having fun with my friends and just being in the moment and appreciating my sport and being in pain because that's part of it but also understanding that I'm so proud of myself for being someone who can put themselves out of their comfort zone and do this incredible sport and another thing at the end of the year that I was able to do and I don't just mean by the end of the year like throughout the year these all became things that were more fun like going out and like going to work Christmas party and having drinks and just like partying and having fun and all of these things for me like I just could feel so different in myself I could feel the difference from myself throughout all the work I had done throughout 2022 I am able to you know, have a really healthy relationship with myself where obviously I still value working hard and I push myself, but I also value breaks and resting and recovery just as much. And I value balance and having a balance in all aspects of life, you know, a work-life balance, a social balance, a study balance, a balance with food. That's a big one, obviously, like and balance and the oh another one that's huge is the ability to take everything with a grain of salt and not to consume and compare things so much on social media. Like if I'm scrolling down social media and I start to feel bad, I am so able to not go into that emotion and to take a step back and respect myself enough to not compare myself to someone. And I just feel such a difference with all these little things that I've worked on over the last few years, but I really like took the leap to just throw myself in last year. And by the end of 2023, I was so proud of myself. And that is why I have called 2023. No, why am I saying 2023? It is the start of 2023. Time is just flying so fast these days. Like it may as well be 2044 at this point. Like time is going that fast. I'm going to blink and be 28 years old. (sighs) please can the next five years not go in two seconds. Thank you. And that's another thing. Like I want to be more present so that life doesn't just pass me by because that is something that when you're not present and you're always on this train of grind, 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 just get through this and then you can enjoy this. Like, no, that's not how it works. Life doesn't wait for you to do something. And there's always going to be something, you know, like if you're trying to get through this degree, then there's always going to be the next one or there's always going to be the next job or the next thing that you have to get through. That's why something else I've worked on throughout last year is like romanticizing life and doing things like, you know, when it's my birthday, I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to be extra and I'm going to try and plan as many things as I can. And I did that. And it was such a fun thing. And like, you only get a handful of birthdays in your life. Like if you live to be 80, if you're lucky enough to be 80 years old, you get 80 days where it is your birthday and you can choose to celebrate those days and make them special, or they can just be another day. So every little thing now I try to be a bit extra and be a bit romanticizing of life, you know, like making the effort to celebrate all the small things. And I look forward to it now, whereas in the past I didn't. Like on my 18th or my 19th birthday, I didn't do anything. I went to training. I had intense control around food. 
I didn't like it was just so sad whereas now I'm like okay on my birthday I want to go extra I want to dress really nice I want to go somewhere fun with friends and I have the best day and I want it to last a week so I want to plan multiple things like just being a little bit extra in life and like yeah I think the difference I felt from the beginning of 2022 to the end of 2022 has been so profound for me that I will carry this mindset on for a long time and obviously I will always be transforming and growing through what I go through in life but I think that the relationship that I've built over the last year with myself is one that I'm really proud of and one that I will just continue to evolve but not to the significant or the extent that I did throughout 2023 which was sorry 2022 what the heck it was just a very very healing year for me. So over the last year, I feel like I have become a better friend and I've become a more gentle and kind person to myself and I've become a more fun person and I feel more present and I value and appreciate so many little things in life and I have a great relationship with myself now. And I know that, you know, we don't always feel like we're in the best place with ourselves, but I also know that it's like any relationship where there are hard times and you always have to put in the work to maintain the good times and be in a good place with yourself so I think this self-talk that I have with myself and the place I'm in is something that I'm really proud of before I wrap up this episode another thing that has popped into my mind that I think has really helped me with being present is as I said like switching off from you know study and having a break but using that break to do something well actually this is quite a specific thing and I think it is it is kind of I guess incomparable going into the ocean and swimming in the ocean for me has been extremely healing sorry that I I was like this is going to come across so like hippie as I say it but because I moved out of home and I'm near closer to the beach something I've done is make myself go and dive into the ocean sometimes like as my study break or as my break and that for me like there is never a time where I go into the ocean and I don't feel great for it like not only like physically refreshed but just mentally it lifts my mood it's like when you dive under the ocean and it's so silent and you feel how beautiful the ocean feels and just like it makes me honestly really appreciate the beauty of life and being alive and being present so that act for me like going into the ocean swimming in the ocean has been really healing and helpful in the whole you know appreciating the small things and being present and it's just such an invigorating feeling and an act that makes you feel so present and alive so I think I guess I don't want my advice to be jump in the ocean and also just do the things that you're afraid of (laughs) because I've kind of said that throughout this but also do that but also what I'm trying to say is find things that you find are invigorating for you or make you feel alive and like racing is another one for me so it might be doing like a run um you know like a fun run even so finding those things that you know make you feel alive and make you feel present has been so helpful as well so I'm going to end this podcast with a quote and I'm very sorry that this episode was kind of a bit random like I really wanted to talk about my butterfly year and I think I went on like 60 different tangents I think this whole episode was just a tangent but I hope that if you're listening to this still you enjoyed it and you got something out of it um and with that I'm going to end with a quote 
Okay, I fully just had like a little break and came up with this quote myself. So I hope it's not too cringe, but I kind of love it. Okay, I kind of forgot it, um, but (laughs) it was something along the lines of, you're not just going to wake up one day as a butterfly. You must go through struggle for your wings to grow. I think that was it. Uh, Hopefully that resonates with someone, but it does resonate with me. And I think it is nice to just romanticize the things in your life, like for me, choosing to dub 2022 as my butterfly year because I felt so much transformation. It might be a bit extra. Yeah, it probably is a little bit extra, but I also, I love that for me. And I, I'm happy to romanticize my life and parts of my life and make it beautiful. So I'm going to wrap this episode up here. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you join me in the next episode. You can find the episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, definitely follow my podcast Instagram at Emmy's Insight and feel free to send messages or post comments or whatever um, with any ideas or topics you would like to hear about and please share it as well because that really helps. Thank you. Bye.